They're coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome, one and all, to Slash Slot. I am one of your hosts, Sam the Damned Lens. I'm joined today, as always, by Blake and Stein Kenneth. How are what you up? Ooh. And Casey the Killer Kelderman. I just realized I need to make a new intro for the show because it still says Slash Slot 605. Oh, we are yeah. disowning the 605 from this name. Yeah. Even though we are, are in we the are in the six we are in the six oh five, but the slash lot is for all. Yes. Uh yeah. That should be our motto. Slash lot is for all. Slash lot is for all. Hashtag slash lot is for all. Gotta slash them all. No. <laughs> yes, I like it. <laughs> slash tag. What are we What are we talking about today, guys? Pokemon, apparently. Pokemon, yeah. Uh, pitch a Pokemon horror movie. That actually would be an awesome topic. I would just run reruns. I think we should just focus on that in the future, guys. I think guys, it was we, nice knowing you. <laughs> we we have a we have a green background. Uh, St. Patty's Day is it's behind us now, but I like to celebrate it this entire month. And yeah, should we go into a St. Patty's Day themed movie this week, this month, this episode, whatever we do? I think we should. I think the only thing you can talk about in March regarding horror is the Leprechaun franchise, right? Right? Um, it's just like My Bloody Valentine in, in February. We're very unoriginal. We have to discuss the topical movie for each month. Uh, fully expect Michael Myers to be discussed in October. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, sh- it should just be Warwick Davis Appreciation Month, I think. Yes. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What we're going to do... This kind of ties into the main theme of Backlot this month, is each one of us are going to be pitching a Leprechaun versus movie. We are going to pick another horror movie or icon and pit Leprechaun against that horror villain. I picked the icon to go against. I'm excited. I have no... I, I think I remember Sam's what he threw out there. I have no idea what Blake's is. I'm very be, very excited. It's good. You guys are gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Good. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, I, I I kind of forgot that this was tying into what we were doing on Backlot, honestly, <laughs> because I was just so excited when we were doing Freddy versus Jason. I'm like, oh, we should do Leprechaun versus because we were thinking of maybe doing this series. I'm like, I'm not watching this whole series before this. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to watch the first movie, and I made it 10 minutes, and I couldn't do it anymore. I watched, Just wasn't in the mood for it. I watched one and two, and I'll get into my thoughts when we dig into our fresh meat. Fresh meat. Later in this episode, we are going to continue with our new fan slash segment, and we are going to be fan slashing Will Smith into a horror movie of our choosing. We're taking it back to the wild, wild west for this. Oh, God. The wiki wiki wow was getting a big willy style makeover and this is I, I like how it came about organically last time we were talking zach efron what what movies dad efron should be in and somehow well i don't remember why we talked about will smith in that episode but he came up and we're like all right let's do a fan uh fan slashing of big big willy style and here we are i i fully expect our next one to randomly pop up in this episode too yeah probably <laughs> so, so 
aka no. fan slash Blake in a horror movie. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> fan slash Blake in a horror movie. I'm a dad. Yeah. I can I can be thrown into a is movie Bobby or something. Bobby uh... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> plays his older brother. Yeah, or like uh, some sort of like um, like evil twin. Like he's my <laughs> evil twin. I'm pitching a Hardy's Hardy Boy mystery with you and Bobby Cavanaugh. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Hardy Boys movie they kind of announced like 10 years ago where it was Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller were going to be the Hardy Boys? No. What? what? Yeah. Why did that never be- get made? Yeah, I don't know. But So like when Tom Cruise made um, Mission Impossible 2, they did a joke MTV Movie Awards thing where Ben Stiller was his um, uh, stunt double. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, because because people love that they they sort of like these guys should be in a movie together and the Hardy Boys was one of the things they were throwing around was for oh, them to do and it's it, it, such it, a random title to it, throw those two in it'd be like well I think there's always going to be them as an boy. adult maybe well no it was going to be something sort of like Skarsky and Hutch where it was it was the the Hardy Boys but it was actually like it was also poking fun yeah. at oh. the Hardy Boys so I I um I really wish that would have happened because yeah, that'd have been right. so Man. funny. I read hard for Starsky and Hutch. And when you said Hardy boys with those two, I was like, yeah, that sounds like it would be about as much fun as Starsky and yeah. Hutch was. Yeah. Can you imagine like Tom Cruise in a, in a comedy like that, where it's just gags? And I think him and Ben Stiller would hit it up. Like, I think he understands Ben Stiller's humor enough that he could get along with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, they worked really well together in Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. So. I would assume Ben Stiller would have been directing or maybe at least I don't, writing I don't, this. I don't, I don't know, know what the what the, what it was, but yeah. Ben Stiller fan, uh, fan slashing? I was about maybe. to say, I think we just found our next fan slash. Can't be as scary as Zoolander 2, but we'll try. Should we make it ultra interesting and cast both Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise? Ooh, in the same yes, movie? yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yep. My dick just got hard. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm I like for it. For the next fan slash. Yeah. Yes. That's Spoilers, cool. I'm doing the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> fuck, the, we... fuck this episode. Let's just do that fan slashing right now. I want it so bad. Oh. I want to I make sure I get a good one, though. I, I need a whole month to think this over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important thing to think about. Sam's going to be sitting at work when he's supposed to be working with, with kids at school. He's just like, Guys, what movie would you guys like to see with Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller? Timmy. And they're going to be like, who's Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller? Who's Tom Cruise? (laughs) The Mission Impossible guy. What's Mission Impossible? Oh, my God. (laughs) No, seriously, these kids don't know anything about movies. It's all TikTok videos with them. It's crazy. It's disheartening. It's the worst. Although one kid asked me if I had seen uh, Hatchet. And then I geeked out with him for about... A whole 10 minutes before I'm like, I probably shouldn't be talking to an 11 year old about Hatchet at yeah. school. <laughs> as much as I would love to do that, it'd be like, yeah, listen, yeah. kid, you, you could get me into trouble yeah, with this. Gray area. I mean, we weren't like getting into like gross stuff or anything. It was just more like, a, yeah, the movie's awesome. But it was like, yeah. Here's a list of 300 other movies you should watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I have to be careful because sometimes I will be like, oh, you should wait. Nope. Adult. If you like to hatch it, you guys should watch Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. If you like hatch it. Boy, do I have a series for you. It's called Hostel. <laughs> if you liked Sleepaway Camp, you should watch Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or is it 2 where they go to camp? I don't remember. I don't remember they go to camp? 
one of them they go to like some sort of like team building camp or something i say i don't remember i only watched half of the first one before i turned it off i was like no not for me i actually like the i don't i've only seen the first two i actually kind of like the pitch perfect movies they're not they're not bad yeah they're they're not for me that's all i'll say (laughs) maybe that's the nicest thing i can say about them they're not bad Okay. Well, guys. <laughs> so I think we're beating around the the, the bush, or we're beating them out, beating around the meat. That sounds gross, but let's get on. They said with the it. same thing at the end of Sleepaway Camp too. <laughs> beating around the meat. I don't think they did. I think they just threw all they, the meat they, they, out they, on the they, screen. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's true. Should we get into it, Sam? We should get into it. We should get into fresh meat. Fresh meat. I can go first. I don't have very many. Yeah, I want to hear your garbage movies you saw. Uh. <laughs> I um I rewatched Love and Monsters. Uh not Academy before. Award nominated Love yeah. and Monsters. Academy Award nominated Love and Monsters. Um and I just I can't recommend that movie enough, guys. It is a lot of fun. I actually rewatched it because was it Jameson had watched it recently and was like super, super into it. And then him and Andy were geeking out about it on the Slack channel. I'm like, I should rewatch that. I really liked it. And I liked it even more a second time around. I gotta be honest. It, it's it's solid. I like it. Dylan O'Brien is pretty darn great in it. Um, I also watched Leprechaun and Leprechaun 2. And I totally get why Blake turned it off after about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, God, I love these movies, guys. Um, Back to the Hood was actually one of the first. It was... That and Freddy versus Jason were the first two horror movies that I ever saw over at a friend's house one night. Back to the Hood scared the hell out of me. (laughs) It did. I mean, I laughed through it, but it still scared me. Like, I was a weenie back then. This is the second time I've heard this story. Now hearing it again, I'm like, oh, this this explains so much about Sam's taste in horror movies. Yeah, it really does. Because I watched it again, like, I don't know, after I graduated. Uh, high school and I just I loved it and so I went and I just watched like all of the leprechaun movies and they're they're all bad guys they're all bad but I love this I love this series I was so excited when we were pitching a leprechaun versus movie just because I love Warwick Davis in this role um these movies are bad Jennifer Aniston it's very clear that this was like one of her very first acting roles in the first one um but you know the kid with the slingshot at the end fuck you lucky charms like oh my god like this this franchise just gets me it really does it's and right up there with jaws smile you son of a bitch is one of the greatest one-liners to end a movie yeah it really is i just i love it um these movies i have to watch at least one of them around every saint patty's day and so i was really really excited they they were 20 the whole series was 20 bucks on voodoo so of course i, I went and i i picked it up even though they're all streaming on Peacock, I was like, no, nah, I want to, I want to finally bite the bullet and own these 20 bucks, eight movies. You can't beat that deal. So, and then the other one, I know Casey, you watched that either last night or this morning. Uh, the other one that I watched was the new shutter movie slacks, which um, I, I know you only gave this three stars. I loved slacks. Um, Slacks is essentially this movie about a retail store um, that totes 
you know, non-GMO, fair trade, all this kind of stuff. It's like a, making a better tomorrow today is their slogan. Um, and this girl comes onto this team. It's her first night. They're getting ready to launch this new line of jeans. And one of the pairs of pants ends up becoming sentient and killing people yeah. in this store while they're in lockdown. It's a slasher movie with a hipster pair of jeans. Yeah. It's it's very much, I feel like this is somewhat of a spiritual sequel to Chopping Mall, which might explain why I like it so much. Um, it, it's it's very interesting. Um, there's, there's some good gore in it. Um, it's funny. And it's it's 77 minutes. It does not wear out its welcome. More movies need to be that short. Um, it's just, it's a ball of laughs. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was even funnier because I had literally spent all day yesterday um, shopping for jeans. And then I came home and I put that movie on. And I had a stack of jeans sitting on, like, new jeans sitting on my couch that I was just like, looking over at the entire time I was watching and just like, they going to move or am I going to move? Like, it was just, I don't know. It was the right movie, right time. I just, I love this movie. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's streaming on shutter. I don't think it's the best shutter original, but it might be one of my favorite shutter originals to come out of here. It, it goes for some like social commentary that doesn't quite land, but yeah, it, it's, it has enough fun along the way to where I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, even if it doesn't quite nail it in the social commentary area. Yeah. I, is that it for your fresh me? Cause then I'll kind of just yeah, segue. That's, I'll, that's I'll segue into mine because I watched that too. I actually watched it this morning as we're recording and I, I don't, I didn't have as much fun as you did. I think it is a fun movie though. You Like you said, it's 70, would you say 77 minutes yeah. long? Like, Yes, please give me more less than 90 minute long movies. Like give me more of that. And I mean, yeah, it's a it's a movie about a killer pair of pants. Like it has fun with the premise, but then I do think the social commentary stuff is like I didn't need that. The premise alone is why I want to watch this. Like I would rather just watch it straight up like we don't know why the pair of pants is haunted or become sentient. Like I'd be fine with that and just having like this group of kids that work at this douchey retail store have to fight a pair of pants and then we get a final girl moment where she like lights them on fire or something like to get rid of i don't know but the there's a self-serious ending to it that i'm like mm. like you're a movie about a killer pair of pants we don't need to make this type of comment here but i i, I think it's a lot of fun i think it's worth a watch especially at 77 minutes long it's a fun movie to watch fun like late night movie i wish i would have watched it late at night instead of with my breakfast cereal. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, I think it is worth a watch. And it, it's very relatable if you've ever worked in retail. Would you agree? I, I would say that it, <laughs> my letterbox review is pretty, pretty accurate to what I thought while watching it. it it's the, the most unbelievable aspect about a movie about a killer pair of pants is that people are lining up to get into a store in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen In Fabric? I have not, no. Not yet. I mean, I, this sounds a lot like that. It's about a killer dress. That so, I mean, the, that's going to be a lot more style. Have you guys seen uh, Barbarian Sound Studio? No. Okay. Same. It's the same filmmaker. He makes really very, very stylized um, horror movies. And anyway, it's it, this movie sounds it reminds me of a lot of that. Like this, 
this killer dress that uh, haunts people and kills them and oh. stuff like that. So that'd be a cool double feature to do like that and then this and yeah, see how and then Sisterhood see, of the Traveling Pants. See how different it. they are. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, the other ones I watch, I watch a lot of Shutter stuff. I'm trying to catch up on their new stuff from this year. I might be caught up. I don't know. Uh, but I watch Stay Out of the Effing Attic mm, or Stay awesome. Out of the Attic. Um, it's it's fine. Um, I think people who love like that early 2000s Eli Roth style aesthetic, like Hostel or Cabin Fever or those, uh, you know, the early Rob Zombie or any Rob Zombie movie with that type of gore and exploitation are going to love this. So if you're, if you're into that style, you're, you're going to dig this. I'm not, I'm not in love with like Hostel or, or House of a Thousand Corpses, that type of horror movie. But this movie is basically about, uh, this moving company uh, that hires, you know, ex-convicts to work for them. And they end up at this creepy old house where there's this creepy old German dude uh, who basically hires them, says, don't go in the attic or in the basement, move everything else in my house out of here. Uh, we later find out that he is a Nazi and has been prolonging his life by doing experiments on people who come to his house. And uh, it's also revealed that the main person who owns this this moving company he's kind of trying to revitalize his life he's he's an ex-convict he just got you know he got out of prison started his own business has hired other convicts to to work for him uh turns out he was a neo-nazi in prison and so he has this sort of connection to the german nazi even though he's trying to rework his own life and find a new path he said that's it's it's said by the character that he's trying to or the reason he joined, you know, be, being a Nazi in prison is that it was a survival technique that he used uh, a gang to align himself with. Uh, but then that's sort of revealed to not be the truth, too. But we're also supposed to root for this guy. I don't know. It's very convoluted who we're supposed to kind of root for in this. And unfortunately, it makes the mistake of, of killing characters I would rather root for than the guy that said neo-nazi um but i think it has really good gore effects uh it doesn't use the haunted house nearly enough like i thought going into that i didn't know it was a nazi exploitation movie going yeah, into I it had no idea uh sorry sam no no that's that's okay i i don't know i thought it was more of a haunted house type yeah. of movie and maybe like the maybe people under the stairs type of thing like something's in the attic which it sort of is but it doesn't explore that near enough it's more of the nazi exploitation type of movie that makes me a little less excited to see it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm not too hot on it, but again, I think it's 80 minutes long. Yeah. And so when I pop that on one night, I'm like, 80 minutes, sweet. I can watch this before I go to bed. That's that's no problem. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely still watch it. Just, uh, yeah. Another new one I watched was Hunted on, on Shudder. Um, this is about a, a woman who oversees. It's basically, it's basically Red Riding Hood, but set within like modern times. And, uh, you know, it's about a, a predator instead of a, a wolf and how she becomes sed basically seduced by this guy ends up uh, in this cat and mouse game with him for this entire runtime. Again, doesn't totally work with its premise has a lot of off kilter humor spread throughout that with its serious tone. I don't know if it totally, totally works. And unfortunately, like if I'm in a movie where it's kind of it's it's about this guy who who this this villain in this movie is the most unlikable dude. He videotape uh, unlikable dude ever. He videotapes all of his victims and basically plays games with them before they die. 
and yeah, he's just the scum of the earth type of human being. I'm like, okay, that's fine. As long as our main character, we get some character development from, and she can just brutally beat the shit out of this guy and triumph at the end. Unfortunately, we don't know anything about her. And by the second half of the movie, I don't know if she has a single line besides screaming and yelling at this guy. Mm. It's very, very strange. Like I wish I would have had a little character development with her and uh, getting us on her side even more because you're not ever really on her side besides that this guy is just the worst human being that's ever lived. Mm. So again, a, 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 a slight recommend if you were interested, like watching the trailer or reading the premise. Like it's not a, a bad movie, just didn't totally work for me. Um, but the Shutter movie that did work for me is The Queen of Black Magic. And holy shit, this movie rules. Uh, this is from the, the direct or the writer of I think last year, two years ago, maybe uh, another Shutter movie, Satan Slaves, which is an in- Indonesian horror movie. Uh, yeah, that's I, I think I said it to you guys. We should do an Indonesian horror movie episode. Yeah, that that is something we need to do because this movie is genuinely scary. Has tons of characters you like and want to you want to survive and want to to know more about. And yeah, the the scares are generally scary. Um, the the premise is basically this group who grew up in this kind of group home uh, in this orphanage are going back because the man who who ran it is on his deathbed. He's about to die, and they're basically all coming back together one more time to see him hang out and, and meet each other's families after, you know, 20 years of, of being away and the orphanage is still running. And we find out that uh, there's this urban legend of this, 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 this woman who uh, basically was p- practicing black magic and converting some of the kids to, to black magic to kill the head person at the, the, the orphanage. And the way the story is conveyed to a young character who is very interested in this, like in the mystery aspect of it, like he's this curious George type of character wants to learn more, explores the rooms. He's not supposed to explore, um, wants to hear every scary story he can. They give him a videotape of like, Oh, you're not supposed to watch this. This is really scary. This is what happened. Like this is footage of that woman we were talking to you about yet he pops it in anyway and wants to watch it. Like he's totally a, a curious George type of character. And yeah, he's a ton of fun to have in this. And yeah, I, I highly recommend, recommend this movie. Very, very tense, very scary, uh, has great gore effects in this too. Yeah. High, high, high recommend for the queen of black magic. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then another one that deals in Nazi exploitation that I totally dug was a movie from, few years ago, I believe, also on Shudder. Uh, not a Shudder original, I don't think. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, 2019 Blood Vessel. Mm-hmm. So I had never heard of it, didn't know anything about the premise. I literally saw the image that was on Shudder, and I was like, Blood Vessel. All right, I'm watching this. No idea what the concept was. Uh, was totally blown away by this. this. Like, if I was ever going to make a movie... They already made it because it's called Blood Vessel. <laughs> and it's it's basically about this group of World War II survivors that are on this lifeboat. They end up on a German ship that's out on sea that's been abandoned. Um, and they basically find some of the, the German soldiers out there just totally mutilated. Blood completely gone from their bodies. Um, everything, you know, 
basically everything that could have gone wrong with this crew has gone wrong. And so they're like, we're going to hang out on the ship till we can get, you know, survive, you know, someone can come pick us up and get us off the ship. Uh, but they soon realized that again, like great Nazi exploitation movies, they were dealing with the occult and things they shouldn't have been dealing with. In this case is vampires. Oh my God. That's cool. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, it's a Nazi exploitation movie set entirely on this Nazi ship with vampires. Would you say this pairs well with Overlord? Because I love Overlord. I still need to watch Overlord. I still haven't, I still oh, haven't seen it. I we know I would do, love it. We should do a, a, a theater room night where we do Blood Vessel and Overlord. I'm in. I'm that in. I'm totally dope. in. That would be dope. I'm yeah. more in for that than I am at the Snyder Cut. So, <laughs> <laughs> both of those together are probably still an hour shorter than the Snyder Cut. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you guys out there haven't watched it, Blood Vessel totally recommend. Like I said, if I was ever going to make a movie, it would be Blood Vessel. Like that's the type of movie I would want to make. That's awesome. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds me of that movie you watched. Um, is it like Island or Isle of the Dead or oh, something? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Isle of the Dead. Yeah, that it kind yeah. of, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not obviously that's you know, a, yeah, because it's set plot, in World but, War II. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there it, vampires in there? Or yeah, zombies or it's a it's a vampire. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, and it, they never. I don't know if they ever explicitly say it's a vampire, but I mean, it's very clear that they're talking. Sorry, I have a bad. Yeah, no, you're that. good. I, I'm I'm shedding like crazy lately. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I. uh yeah, it, it's really cool. Um, and it's getting a, I think it's one of the Warner Brothers movies that's getting a big 4K release. I think right? so. I remember seeing that. I have to I'm check that out. I'm pretty sure that with that, it's coming to Shudder later this month. I think e- I saw that on one of my Shudder emails. I think you're right on one or yeah. both of those. I'm going to have to check that out. I think you're right out. on both. Yeah. That sounds super yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. I like it a lot. It's very atmospheric, very... Uh, yeah, Boris Karloff is just incredible in yeah. it. So I need to do more Karloff outside of I actually, Frankenstein. I just uh, a little off topic here. I, I was at Last Stop about a week ago, and I found a uh, a pack of five Boris Karloff movies, and the only one I'd heard of so far, like at that point, was Tower of Terror, and I haven't seen any of them. And I picked it up because it was only like 10 bucks and it was five Boris Karloff movies. I'm very excited. Hmm. Very excited to check that out. That's cool. Uh, the last couple I got on here, um, I watched uh, the Ghost Adventures uh, little mini, mini series, not really mini series, but this special event that they did. Uh, I think last episode of the episode before me and Sam talked about the CISO Hotel documentary. Uh, Ghost Adventures actually did a full episode two-part episode there so like a two-hour event at the CISO hotel uh this is definitely more of like the stuff like i knew of the CISO hotel beforehand like this is straight up oh there's spooky shit going on in this hotel we need to investigate and zach baggins and friends are there i'm like all right i'm in sure i love ghost adventures this is a fun two-hour event that they did in the CISO hotel apparently the first ghost crew that's ever been in there is what they said during this and I mean, for me, this feels like whoever now owns the CISO Hotel with the Netflix documentary with this Ghost Adventure special, they're like, well, people know this shit's haunted, so we're going to totally embrace that this is a haunted hotel to get people to come stay at this when it reopens. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, that's totally what it feels like now. And I mean, I, I guess that's a marketing technique you can use that this is a haunted hotel. Come stay at our haunted hotel in Los Angeles. 
Um, and then the last one is uh, we have Godzilla versus Kong coming out later uh, this month. And the reason we're doing a versus episode here. Um, so I watched Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Nice. And I guess I got a Godzilla movie to talk about too. So nice. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this movie, this movie rules. I don't know if you guys have seen this one. Um, I remember on TV as a kid, like I would always have like in the background would be either James Bond movies always on TV or Godzilla movies. And I have no idea which ones of those I've ever watched, but I know they were always just kind of on TV when I was a kid. And so I kind of been trying to watch at least some of them before Godzilla versus Kong and a lot of them on, on HBO max. And this one is, and yeah, this is basically this, what I am assuming Godzilla versus Kong will take some inspiration from is uh, basically this Godzilla is coming and is reemerged and start destroying these cities. Um, and no, uh, yeah, really? he does that. Um, except when he gets like shot or runs into buildings, his skin starts peeling apart and reveals this, this metallic skeleton underneath. So it's revealed pretty early on. This isn't actually our Godzilla that we root for. It's an evil robot Godzilla uh, who is created by this shape-shifting race of apes from space. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope that because you know Mecha Godzilla is going to be in Godzilla versus Kong. And I hope I hope that they they keep that. The That's shape-shifting yes. apes from space. Yeah, yeah. they have to. Andy uh, Circus has to play all of them. I mean, these these apes totally look like the the '70s version of of Planet of the Apes. And I'm like, all right, give me Andy Serkis and in those apes as, as the ones that create Mecha Godzilla. Then this time, uh, what I I think this is a great like if people are watching a Godzilla movie and I need and they're saying I need more characters to root for and a better character story. This has a great character story. It's like a spy espionage movie. Um, it's about premonitions of the world ending. I mean, there's these spies that go up into the space station and try to infiltrate the shape-shifting monkey scientists. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I It's a Godzilla meets James Bond meets Planet of the Apes, and I'm in for all three of those combined. That sounds incredible. Is this one of them that's on HBO Max? Yes. Okay, I'll have to check it out yeah the total totally awesome and the fighting is a ton of fun you know the guys in the monster suits are incredible um just seeing godzilla team up with uh king caesar is actually the other monster in this so i think that's a planet of the apes reference maybe yeah. not intentionally but it is at least uh, in, in our minds now um and yeah I, I i love seeing those two team up and fight mecha godzilla it's to a total blast that's awesome that rules but that's it. That's all I all I got. All right. Uh, okay. So it's been a month since I've been here. <clears throat> We've been here. Uh, I watched Get Out. Um, I, I still don't love this movie. Uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I saw it at the State Theater. Uh, people were really into it. Really cool experience. This movie just doesn't do much for me. Um, I, I rewatched. Do you like Get Out or Us more? Us. I'm on. The, I'm on that same boat. Yeah. I actually think I like us more too. I think get out is maybe a better social comedy. Yeah. Movie, yes. but I think us is much better horror movie. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I re I rewatched Steven Spielberg's war of the worlds remake, which is pretty horror adjacent. It's a pretty, mm -hmm. yeah. it's a pretty scary movie. It sort of taps into like post nine 11 terrorism and how we live our lives in fear and, and maybe, um, not being able to stop an existential threat, and I 
it's it's like watching it years later it was pretty kind of hor- horrific and being a father tr- like watching tom cruise not only try to um sort of reach his kids on an emotional level but also protect one of them is uh was quite quite horror harrowing to- harrowing to watch mm-hmm. um i finally got to watch the old dark house that casey has yeah. been raving about it's on uh, it's currently on the criterion channel and uh, still I, on Shutter as well. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I'm not going to say it's bad. It just wasn't for me. Uh, there, like nothing happens in this movie. Like literally nothing happens in this movie. Um, however, there are, and maybe this is the point of the like, the atmosphere is just dripping with like you're at home at night and there's a storm outside and like. Sort of like maybe your manifestations, maybe like your, your your ideas of what could happen to you are manifested in this movie. Um, I just needed a little bit more plot with this, but otherwise there's some really cool um, sequences of people just running through this old uh, like mansion at night. Um, Perfect rainy rainy night movie. Yeah, that's the yeah, I, really the only way to watch. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. Um, I watched Ghidorah, the three headed monster. Uh, Criterion has all of the Criterion channel has all of the same movies that HBO Max has up. So if 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 you have that, there's a bunch of Godzilla movies up there. So I and I think Mecha Godzilla is one of them off the check. Um, this is a lot of fun. It's 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 insane. It's not not quite as insane as um, uh, uh, eight people from space, <laughs> but there there are some space people who come down to warn Earth of of this um, monster that basically travels from planet to planet, destroying everything. And it's Ghidorah. And so um, there's like these, uh, the government assassins trying to like kill this alien woman who's warning everybody. And then um, she has somehow like telepathically connecting with Mothra who comes alive to help Godzilla fight uh, Ghidorah. And it's just a, a, an insane movie. Uh, I, I, I Watching it, I was like, okay, I need I need to dive into more of these Godzilla movies. Hopefully, Criterion keeps them up um, because it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I have only I have three more. Uh, I watched Willy's Wonderland, the new Nicolas Cage animatronic movie where he fights like a Chuck E. Cheese st- uh, animatronics, and boy, this movie is really really bad. Um, I you know this could have been like an all timer, but I don't know how you have Nicolas Cage fight animatronic demons and he, he doesn't say a single word the entire movie. I, I don't understand how you don't have Nicolas Cage go full-blown like face-off Nicolas Cage. Like he, he, he doesn't do anything except just sort of like look and kill and then he dances at a pinball machine and that's sort of about all he does. And it's just there's 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 a group of teenagers who are there with him in this they're stuck in this place and they're getting picked off one by one, and they're not very interesting at all to to, to watch and 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 in a, in a way they're sort of the emotional um, grounding of the movie and if if they're not pulling you in then the movie is just not going to take you uh, especially if you're just living Nicolas Cage to do his own thing which is nothing. And so, uh, boy, this is, this is a really, really bad movie. Um, the, the best part was Beth Grant as a, a sheriff of this small town. Um, I, I love Beth Grant. I think she's just great in everything she does. Um, and I'm just going to segue into the next movie with, with her, uh, 
I saw Donnie Darko last night at the State Theater. Um, I'm I'm out on this movie. I I don't like it. Um, it's just like so. I really like Richard Kelly a lot. I think he's really talented. I think this is his best movie, but it doesn't do anything for me. Like it just it's has a great opening ten or fifteen minutes and has a great closing ten or fifteen minutes, but everything else in between, I'm just like. Like it's putting me to sleep. Like it's so slow and so dull, and there's just nothing grabbing me except for like these musical montages at, at the beginning and the end. Um, otherwise, like I just I can't do this movie anymore. And I, I, I if you like it, I'm I don't mean to shit on it or anything. Like it's it's very important and it has a lot of iconic uh, photography and and sequences. And I'll always ride hard for those and Jakey G and Maggie G. But like I, I can't do this movie anymore. So. I really like Beth Grant in this movie. She plays like a psychopathic Christian teacher who like <laughs> is like, we have to burn these books. And so I, I kind of got a whole new meaning what out of this. about the children? Yeah. I, I sort of got this whole like new um, appreciation for the movie in a way where it's sort of about establishment and like maybe um, established Christianity that's sort of trying to take down anything that challenges it. And I, I sort of saw that in a new light. Um and then I, I also saw it as sort of like um, God-fearing people who will do anything to support a monster, sort of kind of like what happened from 2016 to 2020, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but otherwise, like, I think I'm just going to walk away from the Donnie Darko universe the rest of my life. I just can't do it anymore. See, I, I love Donnie Darko. Yeah, um, I get it. And I, I totally – but I also get why people don't. Yeah. You know, like, I, it is – it is a movie that doesn't work 100% of the time. I don't know. It's just the vibe of it. Just yeah. Gets me. It's yeah. No, I get it. It has a certain quality to it. Yeah. The first time I watched it was actually, uh, weirdly enough, I was with my cousin and his youth group used to sell like fireworks around the 4th of July. And they would set up a fireworks tent in the middle of a Walmart parking lot. And then they'd literally take shifts sleeping overnight in this tent, just like, we couldn't have been more than about 13, 14 mm-hmm. years old, just alone in a Walmart parking lot, sleeping in a tent to guard fireworks. Um, and I'd always go up to his place in Minnesota to do that. Um, and one day we like walked into one, one night we were doing that. We walked into Walmart and I picked up Donnie Darko and I had a little like portable DVD player mm. that we were watching it. And like, I'm not going to lie. It scared the hell out of us mm. in that tent, like in the middle of the night. It yeah. was, it was, it's creepy, yeah. you know, like there's the, the bunny imagery and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like it freaked me out. And I think that experience has kind of stuck with me and it might be what, why I like that movie mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I like the vibe yeah. of it. I like that it draws you in, but I agree. Like it doesn't narratively, it doesn't completely work hmm. all the time. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know, like, and I feel like there's some miscasting in the movie. Like Drew Barrymore is just like, he, she's she's. I'm sorry, I'm sure she's a, she's a smart person in real life, but like, I can't see her pulling off like this, this like woman who has a master's degree, teaching like literature and reading Graham Greene and like, now what does this mean? Like, what was it? Like, I just I can't see her doing that. I, so I think she was miscast. But you know, she produced the movie, so maybe like one of her caveats was like, I I want to be in this, and mm-hmm. so it is what it is. But so she's she's a little out of place in the movie, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like a lot of uninteresting stuff in the movie that it's sort of like oh, this, 
it's like it, I just really get pulled out of it. So yeah. Uh, my final movie is uh, Shadow in the Cloud, which I I really I I, I want to come in here and be like you guys. You guys are gonna love this movie, but I don't know. Like I thought it was an incredible ride. Um, the ending really sucks, but um, it's it's an hour and like. 17 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes, something like that. And um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because a lot of it is just like the less you, the less I say, the better it is. So basically uh, Chloe Grace Moretz plays this, um, this woman who has a special package and a note from like a general or something saying like, I need to be on this plane. Um, and I, you like one, one requirement is, uh, you cannot ever open my bag that I'm carrying with me. And so no one knows what's in the bag. You never, I mean, you find out eventually, but, uh, so she gets in this plane and they're, and of course they're just kind of like, Oh, who's this hot, you know, like piece of ass who's on here. And so there's like this, there's like this 10 minute sequence of these guys, like trying to like, basically like really hitting on her and, and, and all this. And then. They're, they're like, well, where's she going to sit? And they're like, well, we should put her in the lower gunner's seat below the plane where, like, the guy sits and shoots, you know, mm-hmm. uh, other planes and stuff. And so she's like, well, I can't go down there because my package won't fit with me. So they're like, well, th- this is the only place for you. So she has to go down there, leave her package up in the, the pit with everybody else. Oh. And so she's down there. And the only way that she can talk to these guys is through uh, – a. Uh, uh, headphones and a, and, a, and a mic and so for like 50 minutes it's just her in this pit and like all all you hear is just everybody out there every and uh, uh, in the plane while she's below and she starts seeing things that may or may not be there while they're dealing with like possible attacks on the plane by like the japanese and stuff oh, and so they're, they're so it's kind of like this it's almost like this like uh like uh cry wolf type situation where like they don't believe what she is seeing, even though it might be there. And um, so she has to deal with them not believing her while like they're trying to figure out what might be in the package and whether they should open it while they're being attacked. And like for like 50 minutes, it's just Chloe Moretz that you're seeing. And then it's just, and it's incredible. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's this pressure cooker that's constantly like just getting like more and more and more like compressed. And eventually like, what turn what she what, what she's experiencing the, the people up there finally believe her but you know then it's too late obviously but like it's really really cool the ending is really bad and that might sink the movie for some people and maybe you too as well um it gets a little preachy with like hear me hear me i'm a woman i'm, I'm gonna roar like it has like this it's a little too preachy in terms mm-hmm. of that like I, don't, I have no problem with like women are strong narrative but like it's a little too much with that but like the score is incredible like it's it's an 80s synth like like uh almost like something out of drive or oh, um God. only god forgives where like this this really like gnarly synthesizer and and it's it's that with chloe stuck in this like pit while you're, she's like dealing with me really stoked and it's for this. it's uh um Casey, like uh, Elric Kane from the the Close of the Dark pod, he's talked about how like he, it reminded him of um, what's the crank, 
the crank movies mm-hmm. and i really? i didn't get that I, I but like i think what he was getting at was like the the further the movie goes along the more and more in, intense and bonkers stuff gets oh, okay. and then there's like a, this total shift about an hour into the movie and you're like you're either with it or you're 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 out of it and i was in it but um Again, like I said, once they once it gets to a certain point, I don't want to tell you what happens, but like once it gets to a certain point, and you'll know what I'm talking about, it's kind of like, eh, this is it's got a little too far. So this could have gone like the host route and maybe cut off like 15 minutes, and it would have been like a banger of, mm-hmm. of a movie. But like, I don't want to to like tell you not to watch it because the first hour is just it's gangbusters. Like it's nice. really really good stuff. It's really dumb, but it's it's a lot of fun, and Chloe's awesome in it. So, yeah, I mean, she's great. In yeah, everything. Well, I really want to like. I really want to like have a movie night at my house or in the theater room and like play something like with that and something else that's sort of akin to it because I think you guys really love it. It's it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, I'm stoked to watch it. I, I haven't had a chance to rent it yet, but yeah, I ever since I heard it because like when I heard first heard about this movie, it was more of like it was a Max Landis written thing. And that has a lot of controversy already having his name attached. And apparently it's very different than what he wrote. And either way, I like all the stuff he has written. I know me and Sam, I think I've talked about this before. Like everything he's written, I've liked. The the guy might be a a jerk or whatever. I Uh, I disavow the person entirely, but I can't deny that I do enjoy his work. Yeah. You know, like. And when when I first heard about it, I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, straight to. To video chloe grace moretz the poster he's even kind of like just looks like a street the to video. bad yeah and when i heard you know elric and, and rebecca like praising this movie i'm like yeah yeah all right i want to check this out now because i do like chloe grace moretz and hearing a premise like that just sounds bonkers wild and hearing them compared to like crank meets the uh you know the twi- twilight zone almost is i'm like all right give me that yeah yeah and there, there's a part for me that maybe you guys might not be hit as hard with as I was, but there's a part where like I literally gasped and covered my mouth and I was like, I could not breathe for like this entire small sequence of the movie. Like it is just like, <laughs> like on the edge of my seat. Hmm. So I, I really hope you guys enjoy it because I, I had a blast with it. It's We've wh- established that since Leprechaun Back to the Hood scared me that I'm a weenie <laughs> and I get scared. You just said Donnie Darko scared you too. Yeah, Donnie like, Darko scared me too. I, I, I have always been a scaredy cat and I think that's why I like horror so much because I like being scared. Yeah. But like a lot of things scare me. I, I almost like never rewatch movies like quickly after I watched it, but like mm-hmm. I watched it and I was kind of like, I want to start this over again right now and watch it again because nice. it was just I wanted to be in that sort of like vibe longer. Yeah, and I wish that was they took a Snow Hollow for me. Yeah, I wish <laughs> they took different creative choices, but I I can't really fault them for what they did. It's just yeah, it's a bonkers movie. So nice. That's my last one. Awesome. Sweet. I'm excited to check that movie out though. Yeah, me too. That one and Psycho Gorman. Mm-hmm. I might have to rent Jeez, those this yeah. weekend. Yeah, God, I want to watch that one again too. <laughs> Ironically, those two movies are like my top movies of the year so far: is Shadow McCloud and and nice. Psycho Gorman. Nice. If Psycho Gorman can last to the end of the year and be my number one, like, <laughs> God, I'm stoked to watch both of those. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Does this mean we're moving on to the main course? Ooh, I am so hungry for this right now. I've been waiting for this. I, I'm like really, I, 
the Honestly, main course. I think I forgot. Are I we doing? I forgot yours, Casey. Is this so our I genuinely don't know who. Is this our leprechaun thing? Yeah. This is our okay, leprechaun. I'm, I'm gonna go first because okay. mine is super short, and I really <laughs> didn't. I really didn't like think of a whole plot or anything. It's more of like. I thought of somebody who could go against and like, it's like I said, it's pretty bad, but it's something that I would want to see. And and then I know you guys go longer, so I'll just get mine out of the way. Um, In mine, Leprechaun fights Ginger Dead Man. Uh, (laughs) And um, Ginger Dead Man is is infamously voiced by um, Gary Busey. Gary Busey. At least in the first one he is. I I don't know if he's in the other ones or not, but um, yeah, I mean, Ginger Dead so, Man runs around. Have you guys seen Ginger Dead Man at all? Long yeah. time. Yeah, it's yes, su- it's yes. super cool. <laughs> Even like, uh, I, I, I've seen both of the sequels. Saturday Night Cleaver is incredible. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, but I, I, I fights lo- evil bong. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've only seen really. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Oh my god, yeah. that's cool. I've seen Passion of the Crust, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I love these sequel names. And Saturday Night Cleaver, they go back in time to the seventies to like a roller disco and stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a good one. Check that one out. But you know, like Gary Busey running around uh, with a knife as a gingerbread man, like killing people. I I like that idea of this invincible gingerbread man running around, and um stabbing people and shooting them i don't know how he shoots them he has like no fingers but you know whatever <laughs> but I, I i like the idea of two small two small creatures running around who somehow people have no idea how to kill them and um like warwick davis uh you know throwing shade on ginger dead man i i, I just i want to see at least a movie or two of those guys going at it maybe like uh um what's his name uh the leprechaun is sort of like trying to figure out how to bake him longer or something to kill. I don't know, but like, I just, I want to see that. And they're both still alive. So I don't know why it can't happen. I'm sure like, what's the, is it, is it full moon? I have no idea. Yeah. Full moon yeah. can't yeah. get full on something like this, get, get full moon. And and is it, I think it's Trimark does leprechaun stuff or is it, oh, it's uh, Lion, Lion, now. Lionsgate yeah, Lionsgate. Has it now. Yeah. yeah. So I have no idea why they can't just toss them, you know, $10,000. Yeah. $10, and, like and, and, yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I really want like, I th- I'm pretty sure ginger dead man's only an hour long. Yeah. So I, that means Charles Band has to have ten thousand dollars to put into a movie. He, he has a streaming service. He has yeah. to have. He makes. It, he probably actually Ginger Dead Man probably has a budget of not much more than that. Yeah. I mean, if Thanks Killing has a budget of six thousand dollars, you got to imagine that Ginger Dead Man's around six to ten thousand yeah. dollars. So maybe maybe more, but that's my pitch: is Ginger Dead Man. Versus I'm, I'm sold on that. I would yeah. watch that. I would watch the hell out of that. And then and then at the end, maybe like the winner is like reaching into like they're, they're fighting in like a, a really messy, like living room. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, like evil bong comes out and pulls them under like the sofa, kind of like Jason goes to hell. We're like yeah. the Freddy glove pulls under Jason, like mm-hmm. evil bong, like grabs him and pulls him into the couch. And then it's like, Oh shit. They're doing evil bong versus ginger dead man and leprechaun in 10 years. Cause you know, like new lines got in there or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm in. I love it. I love it. That's I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad one of us has the short versus short short aspect. Like yeah, that. That's that's the the like. If they are ever were gonna do this, it's like yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, they put someone short against Leprechaun. Yeah, and that was where I initially went was uh, like a Leprechaun versus Chucky, but I was like, I don't know. That seems a little too too obvious. If it's the first thing that I thought of. That'd be fun to too, though. Movie. I mean, like, oh, it would be. It would be a lot of fun. Imagine all the smack talking they'd be doing to each other. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it would be cool. 
it would be cool. Like that's the thing. These versus movies. I don't know if there's a single one you could pitch that I wouldn't be totally on board with just because they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much fun. I I can go next. What's your, what's your, what's your, what was your title? Blake? Oh, oh yeah. God. Or, or, or subtitle leprechaun versus ginger dead man uh, ginger dead man i don't know baked I, golden <laughs> i don't know man i don't know i i don't you, you go ahead i'll think about i'll think okay. about something yeah do you want me to go next Kate? sure all right so my crossover the title is my bloody leprechaun <laughs> In the town of Valentine Bluffs. You wrote a thing out for it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, A group of young miners far removed from the Harry Warden legend or its aftermath 10 years later find gold in the mine. They decide to keep it a secret, keeping it for themselves and awakening an ancient evil known as the Leprechaun. Later, as Valentine's Day approaches, the miners decide to give back to the town by throwing a Valentine's Day party, thus awakening Harry Warden from the grave to seek his revenge. While the sheriff attempts to solve the crimes and determine if Harry Warden is back, Harry finds that someone else is already killing his victims, the Leprechaun. So begins a battle of evil for the hearts of Valentine Bluffs, boiling down to an epic finale deep in the mines. Harry Warden versus Leprechaun. And I say this not just because I really dug our My Bloody Valentine episode, but because I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? Harry Warden is a very known slasher name, and yet he is not the main villain in either of his two movies. I want to see a movie where Harry Warden is actually the villain. And I think it would be perfect if he had a conflict of interest with Leprechaun and they, you know, duped it out. Because I, I think too, like, Warwick Davis running around a mine would be terrifying. Like, Him riding in a mine cart just what itself if, is a perfect image. What oh. if, like, somebody found a pot of gold in there and then, and then was like, they put Harry Warden's arm in that pot of gold, and then out of that, the leprechaun grew. Like, oh, that would. And be then it's cool. like, yeah, I don't know, duality of, of some kind. You can totally have the mining for gold somewhere. In I'm not gonna place. lie, I want to watch my bloody Valentine already again. I really yeah. do. <laughs> like that was incredible mm-hmm. watching yeah. that. It was, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. If the State Theater of Sioux Falls is listening to the show, we would love to see my bloody Valentine in the State Theater. It would totally. regardless of the month yes i will show up and watch it in the middle of march or april or september (laughs) or september and any month in between yeah man that's mine uh harry warden i i just think that they're you know like with freddie versus jason you've got one talker and one silent stalker right Uh, i didn't mean to rhyme there that was (laughs) kind of cool you're going full leprechaun i'm going full leprechaun um and i think that that dynamic would work with my bloody leprechaun you've got harry warden who's not gonna talk he's just gonna stalk around and kill people you should call it my bloody charms my bloody charms. <laughs> That's better. That's better. okay so uh, my bloody charms is the new title i like it um 
I didn't ask you yet. Who, who's who's directing Charles Band? I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Or Craig Zoller. I don't know yet. I think the only choice for mine is I'm I'm sorry. He's he's created two of my favorite camp classics. Um, I gotta go with Ronnie Yu on this. Ronnie Yu. <laughs> We're gonna recast Leprechaun because of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god no never mind ronnie you can't because he would he would recast warwick davis because warwick davis has with to like we man or something yeah. <laughs> oh man we man can take a fall yeah. warwick can't <laughs> some crap like that yeah man uh, that's that's my that's my pitch i uh i would just love to see leprechaun in a mine with harry warden dude yeah i i just i don't know i the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, that would actually, like, that would legit be a movie that I would buy tickets mm-hmm. in advance to and see. It, in a way, it kind of harkens back to Leprechaun 4 when they're, like, on that planet and they find mm-hmm. him in the cave. Yeah. And that guy is, like, pissing on whatever and then Leprechaun goes through his pee into his dick and then comes out of his body. Sorry, spoilers. But yeah, it's in the first five minutes of the movie. But, it's um, but yeah, it kind of harkens back to them finding Leprechaun in that, that cave in space. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I really want this write shit it. writes itself. Yeah. I mean, right. like, what are we? Doing That's why. Here? What are we doing here? <laughs> Giving Hollywood all the ideas. Yeah, we really should. We should start writing some spec scripts. We should see what happens. <laughs> my bloody charms. My bloody charms. Send it off to Lionsgate. See what they say. If I is my bloody Valentine Lionsgate? Actually, uh, yes. Is it? Yeah, the remake was. Mm-hmm. So they, oh, that could actually happen too. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm in. Are we re- ready for for mine? I'm ready I think for so. the big okay. finale, Casey. I can't mine anything out of Sam's anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. So the title of mine here, I'll, I'll start with that, is Saint Patty's Day of the Dead. <laughs> so the year is four or excuse me, four sixty one. Ireland. This is where we open up. Uh, St. Patrick, who obviously the name of St. Paddy's Day comes from. Uh, he is the pat- patron saint of the Irish people. He, real life, he sh- like shared Christianity to, uh, he basically brought it to Ireland is what he's most known for. Um, so in this version, he's doing that and he's giving, uh, you know, poor families, poor kids, gold coins. So he's basically, he has all this gold coins like in a brown paper you know in a brown sack and gives each of the kids you know a gold coin um he he teaches uh this group of young kids that a three-leaf clover uh it represents the holy trinity um but if you find the magical four-leaf clover uh it holds magical properties it is the kind of a next level type of thing because if you're looking at the three the holy trinity in christianity that's a that's a big spiritual thing but if you find a fourth one that holds magical properties here on Earth. Um, but while he's teaching these kids, obviously one of the kids uh, is a le- is the leprechaun in disguise. And he tells Patrick, a four-leaf clover may provide you luck, but soon you'll be dead as fuck. So that's what he, that's what he tells St. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, leprechaun pulls out a shillelagh uh, and bludgeons uh, St. Patrick to death and steals all of his gold coins. Uh, an angry mob uh, then chases the... Uh, chases the leprechaun back to his hillside home. He lives kind of in this grassy hill home, kind of looks like Hobbiton. Uh, that's basically where he lives. 
um, and they burn him down Frankenstein style. They burn down his, his home. Uh, so he's burned down to the ground. Nothing is left but ash. They place a f- uh, four-leaf clover over his ashes uh, to trap him, which is one of the many ways they've trapped him in the movies is a four-leaf clover to, to keep him uh, at bay. Uh, then one of the civilians uh, digs out from under all the ashes the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead. Nice. So flash forward to late i don't know like 20 2009 2010 is kind of when this is going to be set uh modern day uh ish uh, ash williams is celebrating saint patrick's uh, saint patrick's day sale at smart shop smart shop smart uh smart is on its last legs uh with a new superstore opening in its home in his hometown uh so basically he's trying to bring the uh smart back to its old glory of the 80s uh, and it's been over 10 years since his last incident with the ne- Necronomicon and with any dead deadites. So this is set after um, Army of Darkness. Uh, Ash then that night attends a St. Paddy's Day party. Uh, he gets shit faced because he's Ash. He ends up taking a redhead home on this night. Uh, Ash being the bumbling idiot that he is, believes this is a, a good luck sign that he's bringing home a, a redheaded Irish girl home on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so he then asks her if he uh, if she wants to hear an I- Irish folk tale uh, from the Book of the Dead, um, kind of trying to relate to this woman that he's trying to impress and and swoon. Uh, he then reads of an old uh, of an evil leprechaun that stole from the poor and kept from himself. Uh, while reading this story to this woman, uh, basically it awakens the leprechaun, and as Ash is having sex with this redhead woman, uh, leprechaun bursts out of her. Uh, well, Ash believes he uh, <laughs> believes she is climaxing. It is actually the leprechaun bursting out of her. So thus begins Ash versus Leprechaun. Um, tons of green gore in this movie. Like I want the blood to just be straight green, like Leprechaun, <laughs> like Clover's green. Um, basically, uh, most of it takes place in Ash's apartment. That's where we get our first fight, and then most the rest of the movie takes place at Smart. That's where we have our big climactic fight is in the aisles of S-Mart. Um, and it ends with basically Ash gets the gold coins from the leprechaun and uses that to bring the store back to its glory um, until uh, he reads from the Book of the Dead trying to get rid of the uh, leprechaun. And they both end up in med- med- some, some medieval times again. So we get our sequel set in medieval times. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So, St. Patty's Day of the Dead, uh, directed by Adam Green. Oh, yeah. Green would be a good a good choice for that. Yeah. Sam Raimi is the obvious choice, but I wanted someone new. And he's coming, at this point when I set this movie, he's coming right off of, uh, um, oh my gosh, off Hatchet. So, has that good goodwill with the fans there. So, Adam Green's St. <laughs> Patty's Day of the Dead. Oh, I love that. I love that. I could totally see uh, kind of similar, like akin to uh, Ash and his hand, the fight between Ash and his hand in the uh, in Evil Dead Two. You know, the leprechaun running around the apartment and disappearing, and him just needing to find it. Yep. I just, oh uh, yeah. I and hear, hearing leprechaun shit talking the whole time, driving him insane. <laughs> and like, like his little laugh, like echoing in the sound, like around you mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and Ash sure. just going mad because he can't find the uh, little, little, little leprechaun running around. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would love to, to see this. Oh man. These are all great pitches. I love them. <laughs> uh, and well, yeah. And again, I guess uh leprechaun is a deadite is what we take away from it. So everybody's a deadite. That's not Ash. So it was kind of funny too. Like I, when I was writing this, I kind of, imagined harry warden as a deadite you know like jason Voorhees style where they it's just like yeah he keeps coming back mm -hmm. because he's a deadite and that's just how we're gonna explain it away it, it is an easy way to explain everybody coming back yeah. it's just oh they're they're from they read from the evil book of the dead yeah they're unstoppable that's like that's just what every slasher franchise needs to do now just have some like have like the Necronomicon in the background of a scene or, you know, just some throwaway line about, Oh yeah, they're a deadite now or something. <laughs> yeah. I would love that they're part of the cult of thorn. <laughs> should he, dang, I should use that more. <laughs> that, no, that's what I'm going to go with. Harry warden. Isn't a deadite. He's part <laughs> of the cult of thorn. The cult of thorn is controlling him until Valentine's day is no more. And then we bring in Silver Shamrock. Yes. And that's how Leprechaun can get in that with the Silver Shamrock. March movie because I'm sorry. Halloween 3 is indeed a St. Paddy's Day movie. But it's set on Halloween. Yes, but it's a St. Paddy's movie too. It's a Halloween and St. Paddy's Day movie. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas. You can watch it on both. <laughs> I'm never going to say no to watching Halloween 3. So. Right? <laughs> it's true. Steven, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Double feature. <laughs> Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, that would rule. Well, I guess, uh, should we... Again, Blake's was Ginger Dead Man versus Leprechaun. Sam's was My Harry Blood... Warden versus Leprechaun. My Bloody Valentine versus Leprechaun. My Bloody Charms. My bloody Charms. Mine was Evil Dead versus Leprechaun. Uh, St. Patty's Day of the Dead. So... <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> God, I love it. Yeah, I guess if you're listening, let us know which one of those or all of them. If you, I would like to see all of them. Like, I think all of them yeah. would fucking slap. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think, I think we need to make sure Blake's happens though, because Blake's literally could happen for like I think if, grand or less. If any of these would happen, I think Blake's is the most likely. Of I just want an EP credit. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all and I then. Want. Yeah, who if if you're listening to this, let us know who you want to see Leprechaun face mm -hmm. off against. Do you guys know actually that after Freddy versus Jason, Candyman was the one they were pitching with Leprechaun? Uh, really? I thought it was Wishmaster. Wishmaster might have been in there too, but Candyman was pretty hard. Oh, that, I did hear about that. That Tony yeah. Todd and yeah, 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 yeah. and, and yeah. Warwick would be in it. Yeah, that's such a weird combo. I don't think that that one works. I would still watch it though. Yeah. <laughs> like. I'll be honest, you put verses in any movie and two horror icons, like it could literally be, you know, I don't know. Lake Placid versus Sandicana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could literally be something like that and I would watch it. Sweet. Yeah. I like I like all these. Actually, now I want to watch Lake Placid versus Anaconda. <laughs> I actually have to watch that one. Oh, you said like it's a bad thing. Yeah. You have to watch it. Well, oh, I have to, oh, watch, it. I have yeah. to watch a really crappy B movie. <laughs> like, uh, 
crappy B movie. I don't feel sorry for amazing. you. Sorry. I don't because I'll probably watch Lake Placid and Anaconda right before that, too. <laughs> Both of which are amazing. Yeah, they are. Should we move on to flan, uh, flan, fan slashing Will flan, Smith? Flana slashing. F- flana slashing. Fan slashing Will Smith into a horror movie. All right. I can go first. Sure. Mine is not going to be very. I'm, I'm actually excited for mine, but I don't think it's very good. Um, I came up with it on the car ride over here after spending an entire month thinking about it and coming up with nothing. So. I went a step further with my Will Smith fan slash and I'm casting. I'm casting the Will Smith trio, him, Jada Pinkett and Jaden. My, you know what? We can cast Willow in there too. We're going to put Willow. Stealing my idea. Oh, seriously? Yeah. What? Okay. I'm interested to see where you're going. I'll I'll go, I'll go a different route. I'll go a different route. No, 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 go, go with it because I have, I have, I do want to hear your different route too, because I do have a different route with mine. No, I, I meant, I think I'll have a different route for the family than you do. Okay. Potentially. So it's a generational horror drama. Emphasis on the horror, less on the drama. Um, Set around Van Helsing and Dracula. Will Smith plays Van Helsing. <laughs> and instead of a male Dracula, it's Countess Dracula. And it's play, and she's played by Jada Pinkett Smith. <sighs> because I don't know, like, did you guys ever watch Gotham? Unfortunately. Yeah, like, show is not great. Jada Pinkett Smith, great villain in that movie, or in that show. I, like, she is the show itself eh jada pinkett smith is just she's top notch and i want to see more of her in that like scary villain type of role so you've got will smith as van helsing jada pinkett smith as countess dracula and curveball both of them have a child willow is the younger van helsing Jaden is the young Dracula who is going to take their, essentially they're going to train to take the place of their parent, right? And then since the brother, sister, it's not a fall in love story. It's a, just a friendship, right? It's a, it's a, it's like they meet each other and they hit it off and they almost have this like, brother sister bond it's They're a not brother, it's, a, it's a lion king 2 simba's pride exactly i yep that's what i was thinking <laughs> lion king 2 i just bought that on vhs too i found it at savers uh, <laughs> um yeah like essentially they do a lion's king 2 simba's pride where they're it's like they they kind of start this like sibling ship where they realize that both of their parents are on this like div- like divided by stuff that doesn't really matter you know, like who's the real monster here? Well, both of them are at this point because they've just been engaged in this generations long battle that no one even really remembers how it started anymore. And, you know, there's monster mayhem and everything. And yeah, that's, that's my Will Smith movie. Like there's monster mayhem and suddenly you like these kids are the ones that are like actually like bringing vampires and humanity together, you know, Mm -hmm. hopeful ending. 
And what's funny, I was this close to actually having Will Smith as a as Van Helsing in a movie too. Oh, when I was thinking of ideas, I'm like, oh, what kind of character could he be? I'm like, oh, Van Helsing would be cool. That's so funny. So again, Hollywood, if you're listening, if Will Smith, if you're listening, pro- Van Helsing. produce a Van Helsing movie. I think he would actually kill it in a role like that. Mm-hmm. Have it more be like as long as he comes in and says, "Welcome to Transylvania," <laughs> and then punches someone, yeah, I'm in. With he gets a to- he gets a uh, you know uh, original song with it too. Yeah, yes, the Transylvanian shuffle or something. Vick of Vick of Van Helsing, something like that. Oh, <laughs> it writes itself. It does I love it? Blake, what do you what do you get? Uh, okay, or otherwise I can go. No, I, I got mine. It's mine's it's, not good. Yeah, neither is mine. Um, okay, so <laughs> mine actually like isn't replacing anything in like a, a known property. It's a sequel to one of his movies. Um, I'm going to do a, uh, like a horror um, uh, sequel to his movie Hancock. Oh, uh, so in the first movie, he struggles with like alcoholism and like, just like literally destroying a city. And I liked Hancock a lot because it was one of like the, one of the first if not the first superhero movie that like sort of talked about like the cost, like the literal cost of what happens when these superheroes fight and like destroy a building or a highway system or whatever. And so um, my idea is sort of like, it's, it's in the vein of like Dr. Sleep where it's about his alcoholism and how he has to like deal with the people he's killed um, like collateral damage. Like, Oh, he, he killed this guy. Or he, he killed this villain, but in, in that whole like melee, he killed like fifty people who were on a bus or so, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's about him sort of like wrestling with these demons, um, maybe literal, mostly figurative, uh, in, in a way where like he has to confront them while like dealing with his his like uh, drinking problems, and he's got to fight somebody who maybe like comes back from his past. Or represents his past, or or something like that. Hell, you can get Mike Flanagan if you want to, um, to to sort of do it. Maybe that maybe that's too on the nose, but that was that was my idea. It's, it's like a a, ho- a horror uh, sequel to Hancock, where he has to deal with all of his demons. That is awesome. As a fellow Hancock fan, which there are not many of us. Yeah, it's really I good. Found. It's a lot of fun. I, I love that movie, and I love that idea. That's yeah. really cool. Sweet. I think uh, your guys' camera died, so I'm putting a picture of Will Smith, so I'm not yeah. by myself. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Look at him. Oh. Gosh. He's a good-looking man. That jacket. Uh, mine is just a straight-up, we're, we're doing a reboot here, and that's actually a movie they just uh, rebooted, um, which uh, they did Castle Freak, I think, earlier this year, late last year, and I have not heard anything good about it, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, because I do love the Stuart Gordon Castle Freak. So my pitch is... Uh, Will Smith and family play Castle, the Castle Freak crew, uh, nice. taking over for um, uh, Barbara Crampton. So she's going to get replaced uh, by uh, Jada Pickett Smith. Um, and we are going to also replace, um, uh, not Stuart Gordon. Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays uh, the dad. Plays, he's in Reanimator. Oh my Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. I can never remember Jeffrey oh, Combs. I kept wanting to say Herbert. That's always what I want to say too. <laughs> um, so he's basically playing the, the Jeffrey Combs role as the dad. Um, basically, 
alcohol in this version he's going to play an alcoholic uh recovering alcoholic and he buys this house to kind of rekindle his uh his relationship with his family um we can have both of the kids in this that's fine with me um but it's straight up gory horror movie with the castle freak in it's like i would love to see the the smith family in that type of movie um like we're kind of they all have this chemistry together already because that's already should be ingrained within their real life relationship with each other mm-hmm. uh well being a real family and so they get thrown into this type of situation where there's a crazy monster creature living in their basement to this huge castle that they just bought hell they could even just play will smith and jada pickett smith and all their kids like they could just play themselves in this version that's fine with me uh directed by panos cosmatos oh yeah from mandy fame gets to direct will smith and family and castle freak that is a solid idea i like that my other option was just leaving barbara crampton in the wife role because right, I think I think Will Smith like and that. Barbara Crampton together would be a ton of fun. Barbara Crampton. I need to see her. She has a new one playing at South by Southwest. Yeah. I, Jacob's I, wife. Yeah. I want to see that. I've heard good things. So. All yeah, right. That's dope. I like it. All right. I so like it a lot. Prepared for next month when we do Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise in a horror movie together. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Why why not? Why not? <laughs> I'm already trying to think of ideas. Me too. I oh. just I just had an idea, but um <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Is that it? Is that all we got for this one? I think, I think that's so, man. All we got. Sweet. Should we throw out our plugs and kind of wrap wrap it up here? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. uh, this podcast is on Anchor and everything else affi- affi- affiliated with Anchor. So Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found, this show can be found there. Uh, this is on YouTube as well. If you want to see myself and a black screen because the other camera died, you can do so up on YouTube. Um, another place to watch this and, well, just listen to it if, you, if you'd if rather just use YouTube to listen to your podcast. Um yeah, besides that, I don't know if we need a... I don't know if I have anything else to plug. If you want to check out Backlight, we're doing Versus Month this entire month. And like I said, Lake Placid versus Anaconda will be our Patreon episode for this month. Um, yeah, and check out Sam's episode of Freddy versus Jason. We get full, yes. fully into that movie, into the nitty-gritty of uh, Fred Krueger and Mr. Jason Voorhees. We really explore the thematic depth of the juxtaposition of a talker and a silent yeah. stalker. Yeah, it's it's the eternal battle of an introvert versus an extrovert. It yeah. is really. It really is. Um, we we touch on none of that in that episode. <laughs> it was the first episode in, in a while that we touched on zero thematic elements. This is NPR. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I liked it, it was. Yeah, I, I yeah I had a lot of fun on that episode. So, you guys got any pl- thing to to plug throughout there? Where we can find you on the the webs interwebs. Mm-hmm. You can find me uh, at Lens on Film on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's all. That's, that's my personal plugs. So. Please don't follow me. On social media. <laughs> but yeah, just follow Sam instead. Please. He's doing awesome artwork. Yeah, yeah, check out Sam's artwork. Please leave me alone. Fully expecting uh, <laughs> Harry Warden and, and Leprechaun to appear together in it piece of art pretty soon oh i i actually did start one today. all right <laughs> can't wait for that yep love it can't wait awesome 
so let's get this this music going here um yeah there we go and we'll slash They're you later to get Woo! You. Woo!